Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app. What's good? What's good? What's good, man? The show must go on. The show must continue. Welcome to the show that may go away for a week, but we come right back and we get right back to it, man. The cabinet conversation. You know what I'm saying? My boy Primetime created a set so we could get the vibes going. And we can get the show going, man. I hope y'all got your glass poured up. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you need to come on over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Hit that thumbnail. Hit that button and get to it with us, man. It's 2.24 a.m. You know what I'm saying? We might not have no call-ins because I know majority of the viewers of this show, they want to see us at 8 p.m., but tonight I had to get to it. But let me be quiet, be quiet and create the vibes. Right here. I don't know how I expected you to get your cloud up and get your money up, but don't worry. Daddy's home. The last one she said to me. Now I'm wishing she was still here with me. Another day's here. We may gotta share tears. Daddy's home. And I know I miss I'm on the guy she gets me up. I'm on the guy she gets me up. I'm on the guy she gets me up. I'm on the guy she gets me So, what's in my glass on this late, late night? I needed me a glass right now for some reason because, hmm, I had a strange week. 
And this whole podcast is inspired by the R. Kelly guilty verdict. It's cold here in North Carolina, too, man. It's real cold. I just came back from home. The weather don't change like that. But what's in my glass? I went to a wine store today. It was strictly vegan wine store, too. I ain't never been to one of those. I didn't even know they had animal products in wine, but hmm, hmm, things to make you go, hmm, like, you know what I'm saying, my boy Arsenio used to do, but tonight I'm sipping Le Perry, Le Perry Cabernet Sauvignon, something good to his light, it's real light, but that's how I like it, I ain't trying to get too tipsy, too drunk or whatever though, but let's talk about the uh, atmosphere of acceptance, and how was your week, like, this whole week inspired this podcast because I went back home. I went back home to my, uh, where I was raised at, man, Knoxville. And just the atmosphere was different to me. It was dark. I didn't know nobody in the community that I was raised in. I didn't see not one person that I knew. And I was out there for about an hour or two. But atmosphere of acceptance. Think about that for a minute. What is the atmosphere of acceptance? Just think about it. The reason I named it this, that R. Kelly verdict, right? Are you creating an atmosphere of acceptance in your life? Like, are you accepting the atmosphere that you're currently in? And you cool with it, no matter what it is. Like, is your atmosphere, are you accepting, like, people in your life that don't mean you no good? Are you accepting uh, people that's doing negative things and have negative energy and doing illegal things. Are you accepting that in your atmosphere? Are you accepting an atmosphere? You know what I mean? That's healthy. Whatever you accept, you know what I'm saying? Is what you're going to get. And that guilty verdict, like if he's really guilty of the mischief and the things that he's been involved in, he deserved to be guilty. He hasn't been sentenced yet, but he deserved to be guilty. And, uh, I really like had to sit back and think and be like, what my atmosphere is? What am I accepting in my atmosphere? Am I accepting, you know what I'm saying? Like bullshit. Am I accepting things that I wouldn't normally tolerate? Like, you know what I'm saying? Women, you might date a hustler or whatever. And you may not know that if you, if he get caught up in a situation you're benefiting from his situation. You might have to go to jail. You might have to do time. Are you accepting that atmosphere? Are you accepting an atmosphere of failure? Do you want to be around failure? But let me get off that, man. I'm going to get into the first topic. The first topic of the show is uh, Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti. So I want to celebrate Yo Gotti. He's been doing big things lately. You know what I mean? He just uh, put a percentage down on a soccer team. He gave uh, the label, CMG gave uh, Moneybag Yo $1.5 million for his birthday. But let's see what Yo Gotti had to say about, you know what I mean, what he been doing lately. And I got a story to tell y'all, too, after we watch this visual and listen to this visual, if you're listening to the podcast. If you're listening to it, you know what I'm saying? I got a story to tell because... It's very intriguing. I, I've met Yo Gotti multiple times, and whew, I've been thinking about something lately. Did you think that soccer was the next step for you? Um, I think soccer is like a super big sport, an important sport, a growing sport. It's the only sport my son ever played. You know, he's 17 now, and 
since it was small, just the only um, sport he ever played. So I'd take him to practice and, and I, I began to liking the sport just through him. Giving the opportunity and being an entrepreneur, it's a great move. But why DC United? DC United, I think coach, I just like, you know, the whole DMV area. I always like being an entertainer. He was some of my biggest markets and some of my best shows, some of my best fans come from DC. Meeting Jason in the organization and then learning more about DC United, spend time looking into the organization and the people that's involved. I think it's a good fit. With your background personally and professionally, what do you bring to the table? Um, I want to bring a lot of things. I want to most definitely be an asset to the organization. I want to actually get in and see what can I bring to it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm one of them outgoing people that are always trying to add value to things. So that's what I'm looking to do. You said you've been to Audi Field a couple times already, so you kind of know that Audi Field, uh, sports and entertainment arena, um, you're all about the entertainment business. You know you know about that. What do you think that you can bring in terms of bringing more events to Audi Field and diversifying the events that we have? Uh, we talked about a few ideas. You know, we're going to try to bring a lot of exciting things to the, to the stadium itself, in the field itself, but, you know, we don't want to give them too much of it so somebody can come take our DC United ideas and take them to their city so we're going to keep a little bit under wraps, but we will be bringing some super, super dope ideas to the market. I love hearing that. I'll ask you about those ideas off screen while yeah, no one's yeah, listening. Yeah, you can't give them the sauce. You know what's crazy about that, though? Salute to your Gotti, man. Big up, man. He's, he's doing his thing. He's a CEO, but DC United is worth $750 million and he own like 2.7% stake into uh, DC United. And uh, that's like 17 to $20 million just off the top of my head thinking. That's a big portion of money. That's a good portion of money. He got faith in that uh, organization. And who knows? DC United win a couple of championships, get a couple of... Uh, TV sponsorships and stuff, they might be worth three to five billion dollars in the future or whatever, or more. And uh that 20 million can be worth 250, 300 million. That's just a good investment. He made smart investments. But uh I want to tell a story like it was a point in time like 2001 where I met Yo Gotti in the studio at that. And when I met him, I was recording records. He was listening to my records and uh, I didn't ask him. He was telling me he'll get on a feature with me for a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. And uh, how life works and how the circle of life work and uh, ego and stuff. Like I had a big ego at that time, man. At that time, I turned down that verse for a thousand dollars. Probably had five to six to seven thousand dollars in my pocket. I turned it down because I thought he wasn't hot or whatever that hot. And I paid his CEO for a verse, uh, Skinny Pimp and Kia Shine. He was currently signed to Skinny Pimp and Kia Shine at that time. So I paid Skinny Pimp for a verse. And that was a mistake, man, because that was just a mistake. I want to own up to it. That was a big mistake. And I can admit to it. And big salute to Yo Gotti, man. Big salute. You know what I mean? Life, the circle of life is crazy, man. How things go up and things go down and things come right back around. You know what I mean? You got to be aware and you got to be cautious about the decisions you make in life because the decisions you make in life, as life go on, like youngsters may not know because they haven't lived enough. But as life go on, you see certain things that 
will humble you at the end of the day. But we're going to move forward in the podcast, man. We're going to move along in the podcast, and we're going to talk about um, Kaepernick. Why is Kaepernick? Why has the movement been? What he been doing? And uh, I still salute Kaepernick. I was a 49ers fan at the time. I'm still a 49ers fan. I rock with them Niners, man. We them boys. And uh, Kaepernick, he was all... He was our player, man. He was the leader of the team. He was beating up on Aaron Rodgers, taking us to Super Bowls, NFC championships and stuff, man. And what he did was right, but what is he continuing to do? I don't know. Now, educate me if y'all know what he's been doing because I want to know. But I was looking at I Am Athlete with uh, Brandon Ocho and the boys. You know what I'm saying? And they had Des Bryant on there as a guest. And this is what Des Bryant had to say about Kaepernick. Like, I respect Colin Kaepernick. But there's one thing that I don't respect. And I said it when I get the opportunity and to get on the stage to say it, I would say it. And I love him to death. So it ain't no hate or nothing like that. But brother, you had the biggest opportunity in the world to create jobs, build jobs, give jobs to people. The people that you was talking about, the people that, that you so-called standing up for, the people who stood beside you, the people who lost their jobs because of you. Where you at? I ain't heard from you. I reached out to you. Where you at? Mm. Really? Always and gonna stay that way. Mm. He brought the awareness, and that's why I respect him. But what's the call to action? It wasn't one. It wasn't no call to action. It's, it's just like I see all these athletes, I, I hear them on Twitter, they be writing and writing these cool ass captions. I be like, hey, the NFL told you to, to put out a Black Lives Matter tweet and you did it. But I ain't see you do it. That's a difference. You get what I'm saying? So. So Cap jumped out there without a call to action. What was next? Before we make decisions, do we think ahead? Do we think what is next when I make this decision? What can happen when I make this decision? And he wasn't speaking specifically on the NFL players. I wish he would have said a few names or whatever. If you're going to talk about it, say a few names, fam. Call them out like a rap beef, like a rap disc because you sing bothered. You know what I mean? And you said you was a real one. Just speak about it. I salute Dez too, though. I salute Cap. Cap made the awareness. You know what I mean? He made us aware of what was going on. And things are changing. But do y'all remember when Jay-Z sat down with uh, Roger Goodell? And when Jay-Z sat down with Roger Goodell, he said, we ain't kneeling no more. We passed that. So was Jay-Z cooning and buffooning? Was Jay-Z accepting what the NFL had to offer because it seemed like he might have profited from the situation. If y'all don't know, like Jay-Z is over the musical entertainment during halftime and during the Super Bowl and all of that. Now with the NFL, he teamed up with the NFL and he's over the entertainment sector of the NFL. So this up and coming Super Bowl, do y'all see who's performing? They got Dr. Dre. Murray J, Kendrick, Eminem, 
You know what I'm saying? Was we still standing with cap? I remember everybody was saying blackout. We ain't watching no more NFL. We ain't watching NFL. So that was just for a temporary amount of time. We weren't supporting the NFL. We back to buying jerseys. We back to uh going into the stands. We can't live without entertainment. <laughs> it's crazy though, but Jay-Z is over there. So he's the one that brought that entertainment to the Super Bowl. And uh Kendrick Lamar, what is he going to perform? We're going to be all right because Kendrick Lamar, he speaks for the black culture. He speaks for the black individual. He's like for black. But are you for what Cap stood for, the kneeling and all of that? Educate me. Leave something in the comment section. Talk to me about it. Talk to me. Help me out about it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, we just going to move along further in the show, man. I got some more topics. I got a couple of more topics, and we're going to rock out, man. We ain't going to stay on here too long. But before, you know what I'm saying, I continue on with the podcast. I'm going to promote Jack album. Jack Boy, let's get it. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Feeling good. A Jack Boy album came out on the 4th of July, man. Go get it if you ain't heard it, and... The reason I wanted to switch it over to music is because Meek Mill just recently released the album. And the album that Meek Mill released to me is, it might be his worst album. But it's some good records on there. But it's just not full. I was I was looking for Meek to grow, to be more innovative, to be more. He was artistic with the cover. The cover was abstract. It was clean. It was nice. But. I wanted to hear the uh, the music, you know what I'm saying? The music go along with the cover, with the, the growth, with the inspiration, because that last album, Championships, was a classic. A classic. One of the whole best verses of all time. Rick Ross was spitting on her, some of the greatest sample production of all time. Ella Bay sung at chorus. That song's still on the radio. You know what I mean? The Meek Mill make great music, but this album, I give it a 7 out of a 10. And that's me grading it on his prior albums because he has never had a bad album. All of his albums been eight, eight and a half to nine, ten. You know what I'm saying? 10 out of 10. It's been great music. But uh, this one, Expensive Pain, the intro is dope. I like the Hate Me Now flip. If you don't know what uh, beat that is, that's Hate Me Now with Nas and Diddy. And he flipped it and made it his intro. And it's dope. It's dope. And uh, the song, one of my songs of the week, well, this song of the week for this podcast is going to be a Meek Mill song. Because I'm, I'm digging the album. It's just that I'm kind of hard on my critique of it. I give it a 7 out of a 10, though. It was a decent album. But uh, let's see what Meek Mill said expensive pain stands for. Let's check it out. Man, every day I got a hundred different meanings to it. Expensive pain going to work, being away from your kids, working out in the gym, getting a body, spending money at the mall, anything. It could be so many different titles in one. I can't really break it down in like, a, it's like you drone. Drone is like 90 different things in one. Expensive pain is a hundred different things in one. If nigga hit your bitch while you rich, it might be expensive pain. Oh, you hear? Oh. If a nigga steal from your own homie, stole from you, that's expensive pain. Mm. Niggas talking behind your back, you grew up with your whole life, taking care of expensive pain. Shit mm. like that, you know? 
The shit we go through Expensive <laughs> shit, huh? Yeah, you ain't loan a nigga 50,000 They don't fuck with you no more Expensive pain Damn <laughs> Shit like that Shit yeah. I want mines to fuck back Yeah, yeah I want all mines back too I want revenge and all that I ain't, ain't nobody getting over on me <laughs> Yeah, I want blood for anybody that thought this shit You know what's crazy about that though Pain can be expensive like a You can lose your life A person can lose their life A person can lose 50,000, 100,000 Uh it's a lot of expensive pain. Pain is costly. That's why you got to be cautious. You know what I'm saying? Pain is costly, so you got to be cautious, man. And that's a dope title. Dope graphics for the album. It could have been better, though. I was, I was expecting to hear Meek speak for the streets, speak that pain for the streets. But Meek, to me, was number one, the number one street artist because I like street music now. Don't get it twisted. I like street music. And uh it's a little dirt running the streets now. It's a little dirt running the streets. And Meek Mill, he kind of dissed uh one of the prior co-hosts on that show, The Million Dollars Worth of Game, because he said, if a nigga, if you rich. And a nigga have sex with your girl. That's expensive pain. He talking about Tony the Closer. Everybody know he talking about Tony the Closer. And Tony the Closer ain't a co-host on that show no more. He ain't a guest on the show no more. Nothing that he had a falling out with the million dollars worth of game crew. Gillian Wallow. So that was a slick shot though, man. And Mick, you ain't have to do that though. But continuing on with music, we're going to keep talking about music. How many people still watch award shows? Are y'all watching the BET Hip Hop Awards? Are y'all going to watch that this weekend? I am. I am, but I'm going to watch it on YouTube because I'll probably be trying to get me some money during the time it's iron or whatever. But I'm going to talk about uh, some of the important categories to me. The important categories. I don't want to talk about the best live performer. I want to talk about lyricists of the year and how many people are intrigued by lyrics. I love lyrics. And there ain't, is there a Southern artist on her? Yeah, the only Southern artist that's in the lyrics of the year category is Lil Baby. Lil Baby be spitting, but he ain't a lyricist to me. J. Cole is on her too, though. But is North Carolina really the South? The dirty, dirty. The filthy. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you who the lyricist of the year was. Benny the Butcher. Drake. J. Cole. Lil Baby. Megan Thee Stallion? Hmm, that's Cap. Nas. You know who I'm going to say. I don't even got to say it. You know who I'm going to say. It's, it's Nostradamus, man. Who ca- King Disease 1 and 2. Who rapped better than Nas in the last couple of years? Nobody. Hove had a couple of good uh, guest appearances, and it was dope, but he didn't have a whole complete body of work better than Nas. Nobody has. Nas won the Grammy. You know what I mean? And he came out right after he won the Grammy with King Disease 2. And people ain't even going to listen to it because they can't even understand it. If you don't read, you can't even understand it because he's speaking quotes and educational things in his lyrics in a cool way that you won't even be able to understand. So to be honest with you, you got to grow to be able to even understand what Nas talking about in some of those records. 
Hip Hop Artist of the Year. Hip Hop Artist of the Year. I see that the BET Awards is uh, on this feminist wave. Like a lot of people on the feminine wave supporting females. And I understand it. I support females. I love women. Don't get it twisted. I love women. Women are the backbone. They're the creators. Black women especially. And I, no diss to any other race, but black women especially. They're the creators of Earth. Creators of all human beings. So, hip-hop artist of the year. Cardi B. What did she draw? First of all, hip-hop in such a bad place that they got to put Cardi B. Hip-hop artist of the year. That's chaos. Drake. J. Cole. Lil Baby, Megan Thee Stallion, and Tyler, the creator. Okay, you put Nas in uh, Lyricist of the Year, but you don't put him in Hip-Hop Artist of the Year? Come on. Drake, Cole, with this list, I would say, Drake just dropped. He can't be. He just dropped. 2021, he didn't do nothing. J. Cole had a, a nice album. He started it off for the big dogs releasing music now. The big dogs weren't releasing music. We had a lot of underground. We had a lot of uh, just just regular artists dropping stuff. We didn't have no big dogs dropping until J. Cole dropped. When J. Cole dropped, the big dogs came out to play. Nas came out to play after J. Cole. Kanye came out to play after J. Cole. Drake came out to play. Uh, J. Cole was in arenas or whatever, but to me, Tyler the Creator had a dope album. Top five of 2021. You ain't listen to it, you sleep, you dead. But to me, artist of the year. Lil Baby. Lil Baby. You can't run from him. Go to the store, you hear Lil Baby. You turn on the radio, you hear Lil Baby. You look at TV, videos, you hear Lil Baby. You, you cut your YouTube on. You ain't even subscribed to nothing that affiliated with Lil Baby. He pulls up in your algorithm. Little baby, he there. Little baby, hip hop artist of the year. Okay, the third one. I'm conflicted, bitch. I'm conflicted, bitch. Album of the year. Damn, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. One more time. Money bag, yo, gangsters. Pain. Gangsters pain. Damn, Meat Mill. Did he take a play off of that? Expensive pain. Mm. Gangsters pain. Yeah, I like that. I like money bag, yo. Gangsters pain. Tyler the Creator. Call me if you get lost. Migos, Culture 3. They they shouldn't be in there. That was not album of the year. It's over for the Migos run. That album wasn't even high. Megan Thee Stallion, good news. That ain't it. DJ Khaled, Khaled, Khaled. Come on now. Khaled, that was trash. 21 Savage and, and Metro Boom and Savage Mode 2. J. Cole offseason. So to me, the best two albums, well, hmm, the best two albums was J. Cole offseason and Tyler the Creator. Call me if you get lost. It was the best two, the most creative. If you want to get into creativity and abstract and clean and nice albums, it was J. Cole and Tyler the Creator. But the one I'm feeling the most was Moneybag Yo. Moneybag Yo. But J. Cole deserved it. J. Cole deserved it. 
And that's the only three I'm going to do. I ain't going to do too much more because I don't want to bore y'all to death. And, you know what I mean? Be on the BT Hip Hop Awards. But you know this is a hip hop sports educational podcast. And we just doing our thing, man. We just cooling. And before we get into the song of the week, you know what I mean? Now, we ain't going to get into the song of the week yet. We got two topics. How y'all took the COVID shot? And are y'all going to take the COVID shot? And what y'all think about NBA players complaining about the COVID shot? What y'all think about that? In the Kyrie Irving situation. About his availability at home games going forward? No. So you expect that not to be an issue? I expect it not to be. I don't mean, I'm, that's, that's on Kyrie and that's his personal decision. What he does is not on us to speculate what, what may happen, but we trust in Kyrie and I expect us to have our whole team at some point. Are you concerned about his availability at home games going forward? No. So you expect that not to be an issue? I expect it not to be. I don't mean, I'm, that's, that's on Kyrie and that's his personal decision. What he does is not on us to speculate. what. We- mm. So Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Irving is not going to be able to play in New York. He ain't going to be able to play in San Francisco. And no NBA players is going to be able to play in San Francisco or New York unless you take the COVID shot. And uh, I guarantee in his NBA contract, it's nowhere stated that he's going to lose any payment. Because he didn't take the COVID shot, he's not going to be able to play because that was just issues. So would you take the COVID shot so you can play? I ain't going to speculate too much further. I'm going to just get into something else. We're going to keep moving forward, man. And to the people who are sponsors of the podcast, I apologize. I don't have the sponsorship up right now on the screen, but guaranteed you'll be on the next show coming up this Friday. But uh, <laughs> Jack told me something because on the last Jackson Boys, if you missed the Jackson Boys, he told me uh, I pulled up Mike Tyson. And I was saying he's the most entertaining boxer of all time. But this fighter that I'm about to talk about, and show what happened to him uh, during his previous fight. He got knocked out. He beat Tyson twice. He beat him every time he fought him. But Tyson was my favorite boxer. And he was the most entertaining boxer to me of all time over Floyd. Floyd was probably the best and a winner. But the most entertaining to me was Holyfield. I mean, Mike Tyson. But we're going to show this Holyfield thing because I'm getting tipsy off of this. La Pere. I'm tipsy, boy. This is good too, man. It's real good. And it's cheap. And the UFC fights that I watched. That right there. That he just missed it. He's going right after Evander. Place there's the left. Uh-oh. And this is this is what Holyfield said. I know how to survive with anything. I can defend myself. Oh, swing and a miss, and Holyfield goes into the ropes. That was clearly a slip. But not good body language. But what I was gonna say, I'll say it real quick. I noticed that he's very patient and he looks for an overhead left. I mean, there it came. Left to get an uppercut, and that sends Holyfield down a legitimate left uppercut knockdown. 
ain't finished. Let's go. No, 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 no. They're not finished. Hey, in the old days, this is where Holyfield would come back. He's got to touch him with the jab. He got shot again. Another left hand. Left. Detour opening up. The referee looking in close. You can't stop this. Let Holyfield get his shots in. They will wave it off. My nigga getting knocked out the ring, man. Stop it. Old niggas need to stop fighting, man. Stop it. Put the gloves down, man. You got Roy Jones wanting to come back. Tyson wanting to come back. But Noah Hopkins talking crazy. Niggas 57, 60 years old wanting to fight. Put the gloves down, man. Take care of yourself. I can understand if it's a financial situation and you need a bag right quick. Everybody want a bag. Everybody need a bag and everybody deserve a bag. But stop it. And uh, on the channel, the before this podcast, go listen to that song, man, that I just previously released. It's a dope song. What would you do? I recorded it in 2004. It's the realest shit I ever wrote. I didn't even think I was ever going to release it or even find it, but Easy found it. Easy and Jack bought them boys take care of me. I love y'all, man, them Jackson boys. But if you go listen to any record on that meat meal, it's the one you got to listen to. This is my song of the week. Chill. Fuck with me. Niggas ain't fucking with me. Niggas ain't fucking with me. Niggas ain't fucking with me. Flew her out on the first flight, got that pussy the first night. Niggas say it's water and it's on sight. Gang, gang. Walking this bitch with all this ice. I could have came through in a right, but hit the hood on my dirt bike. Yeah. Count these bands up and fuck my hands up. I was in Paris, I paid for the drudge, your man's up. Big Glock 40 on the hip line, hold my pants up. She was confused, like, how you to go in the land truck? Fucking this tall bitch from the back, say stand up. And put your motherfucking face down ass up. Nigga been rich too long for making these songs. My nigga is past luck. Fucking this bitch too long. She offered the threesome. Hey, man, I just want to let y'all know I appreciate everybody that tune in. Subscribe to the channel. That Leave a comment, anything, man. That, uh, download an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever you do, man. I'm very thankful for everybody that support me. I appreciate y'all, man. Hey, I hope y'all have a blessed night, man. It's uh two fifty eight now. Thirty minute podcast. We dope, man. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Going to get you some money. We at you. It seems it's me against the world like I was too pop in the hood, bodies drop. All I heard is gunshots when I ride through. It's a few survivors, it's a war, and the government can't fix the problem. So, in the last days, would you pray for forgiveness? The Trevor Jackson Podcast.